Hey, this is Doug Benson, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour? That's always great when somebody does a bumper where they act like they're not aware of the show. My life... friends welcome back to another episode of mad scientist party hour my name's kevin Kraft, joined as always by a man who has traded his pants and underwear for a bag of magic beans and is currently whacking his boner off in order to jizz on them that's jeff clark <laughs> no i'm not i got little mama in my hands i'm beating off while i'm, I'm just jizzing on her just jizzing on her and Beaming to us from the International Space Station, the bearded booger-eating cosmonaut known as Shuddy Boy. Yo! Oh, we are back. Thank you guys for letting us take uh, a week off to catch our breath. Everybody had some shit to do. Shuddy Boy, Dad Duties, Jeff, Degenerate Duties. Um, (laughs) Damn it. Jeff? You put that so beautifully and, and accurately. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jeff. You are uh, a year older since the last time we connected, I believe. Yeah, in my late 30s, officially. Well, Pretty sweet, right? Oh, wait, I think officially. Once you hit 36, I'm 36. That's, that's late 30s. Yeah. Eh. I mean, technically, a day after yeah. your 35th birthday, you're in your late 30s, if we're... Here's how I've managed to split up the de- the decades. If it's like it wasn't splitting hairs. If you're like 30, 31, or thirty two, you're in your early thirties. No, up to thirty three. Early. Mid thirties or thirty four, thirty five, thirty six. Late thirties, thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine. And then you're just a dead grandpa. Yep. Then so, you're fucking. Then your life is over. Yeah. If I'm taking Kevin's generous outlook, I'm in the last year of my mid thirties. Yeah, I agree with him. Thanks. Thanks. Yep. As veterans, I uh, I appreciate your support in this subject. You're the fucking baby face of uh, of MSPH. <laughs> yeah. You're our link to the younger generation. I'm like, yeah, I had a lot of fun on my birthday, by the way. I'm pretty happy you uh, you and Carl came down. Yeah, I wish I didn't have, I wish I didn't have to be the DD, so I could have gotten wasted. Although, oh man, I did Why have my was share. Carl not the DD on your friend's birthday? We took my car. I don't know. I honestly you, wasn't you had, even uh, planning to drink. You had like other dinner plans earlier that day, and like things that kind of like you know forced you to drive around. So I kind of get that. I actually thought you were drinking and keeping up with us, and then when I woke up the next day and you weren't there, I was a little I was a little concerned. But oh no, I only had like. You, Three drinks over the course of the entire night. Really, I did get I, I did get very stoned when we got back to your place, so I needed to like sit on the couch for a little bit and watch some Top Gun Maverick while my high wore off. Damn right! Ah, what a film! What a five decker! <laughs> but yeah, dude, my birthday was a lot of fun. We made the same birthday cake mistake for my birthday as we did your birthday. We got a fucking nine by thirteen. Chocolate on chocolate super cake. That's in feet, Shuddy Boy, by the way. Dude, it was so heavy. Not as heavy as yours, but pretty close. 
In my brother's defense, though, he got the cake, and the bakery told him it could feed 10 people. And I think we had, like, eight with us, and, you know, a couple others could have rolled through. But that cake could feed, like, 30 people, not 10. Like, I, I don't know what the hell the bakery was talking about. Yeah, the, the, the baker did forget to mention, like, yeah, sure, it can feed 10 people. It could also feed 20, and it could also feed 30. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dude, I brought, like, half of it, maybe even, like, 60% of the cake to my fantasy football draft uh, the day after, and, like, they <laughs> barely made a fucking dent in it. <laughs> hey, you guys want some leftover cake? I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, that's a much more polite move than saying, instead of going to In-N-Out, we're going to eat this leftover pizza in my fridge. Everyone was stoked about it. I mean, everyone brought food. I brought, I was the beer bitch again, um, but with someone else, just two beer bitches. So I had to, I had to put $100 in the keg. That was pretty whack. And I, I brought some Jesus. food. Well, well, birthday cake. Hope you drank $100 worth of that beer. No, I drove home that night. I, I pulled a similar move to you. Only had a only had a couple of beers and kind of sobered down. That's kind of whack. I had a I had a pretty sweet uh, birthday weekend. I'm, I was I was ecstatic with how well it went. So thanks for coming, and hopefully Carl had a lot of fun. I feel like oh she yeah, did. yeah. She she was like like yeah because she initially she I, she was gonna just stay behind, but she was like ah yeah I guess I'll go I guess I'll go. And then she ended up having like more fun than most people. She was like pumped to end up at that that like hooded ass bar where there was like lots of hip hop playing. She's yeah, like, this reminds me of my club days. I want to dance. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fucking knock yourself out. Crazy. I'll tell you what, go, though, go, go cut a DJ, go cut a rug, crazy Carl. You could weigh in best on this because you were sober, but I thought the DJ played like pretty good hip hop. Like for 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 our group and for the younger for the younger group is that is that fair? Well, that not that we were hanging with the younger group, but yeah, most of the bar was like. Well, Cheech is is younger, and he he was certainly pumped. He was out on the dance floor <laughs> doing his fucking karate chops and shit. <laughs> yeah, looking like fucking Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> Him and Bill. <laughs> yeah, Bill was jumping around like he was at like a. A Sum 41 concert in 2005 <laughs> Warp Tour. Just. And Cheech just is out there doing air karate. <laughs> hey. Everyone had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Fuck but, yeah. Dude, Long Beach, Long Beach could be fun. It's a, it's a unique little crowd and set up. And I'm happy Carl gave it a shot and came out and partied. So. Nice yep. little birthday weekend. I was fucking wasted. So I expected to throw up everything, like embarrassingly, and just be like, just pretty much have alcohol poisoning. I puked a little bit of the cake up, and but like just like lied next to the toilet, like expecting like an avalanche, and it never came. But like I passed out next to the toilet, and I think my brother gave me like a pillow. There's like a bottle of water. So I just, just like gave you woke up like holding the holding the toilet with a pillow under me and, and a bottle of water you, next. to He me. gave you like um, Ali's Ali's water bowl. <laughs> yeah, just just. So what happened? Did you did you smoke and then get the spins? I don't know. I 
probably. I, I guess. I hungover I puked on Friday. Is that after Wu-Tang? Yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about that, too. Hell yeah, we all we we all uh, got after it in our little MSPH sabbatical. Yeah. I think it was probably the spins. I, I don't know. It's just the older I get, the less I can party effectively. So, uh, Well, you barfed on your birthday. That's a good sign that you yeah. still have it. Oh, also... I almost forgot. This is this is huge, actually. So, gotta exonerate someone. Probably the person you guys would think I would least would be least likely to exonerate, and that's bitch ass Paul. <laughs> bitch ass Paul. Uh, we took scooters to my uh, to downtown Long Beach to for my birthday festivities. Right. I hate that the city of Philadelphia does not have scooters. That is whack. Do you guys have like a bike, one of those bike programs? Yeah. Pictures? Yep. Maybe, and they, you know, they could be onto something. Maybe Phil, he's not well behaved enough to get scooters yet. <laughs> you know? It's it also like, gang violence. It's also yeah. a much busier. I don't know if New York City has them. But I, I, yeah, I don't know either. I, but I feel like there's so much more foot traffic in Philadelphia and New York city than the places that has have them, that that's probably a big part of the reason. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to derail. Go back. I just, no, I, I, I look back fondly on my scooter experience in the city of Columbus and yearn for it. No, that's fair. And everyone, um, everyone who can get a scooter should try it because it's a lot of fun. And, uh, but we went out for, I don't even remember why. Was it why was it Bill's birthday? It was all the way back then, right? Yeah, I think it was Bill's birthday. Late late June. And we took scooters around and fucking Paul could not ride the scooter. But I remember. Never, yeah. And I was like, it was so bad and it was so embarrassing that I like I, I didn't almost want to bring it up, but it was so ridiculous that I had to bring it up. However, he never like tried to defend himself or like explain it. So I just like move forward with, oh, this retard can't ride a scooter. Turns out he was on mushrooms and just, like, wasn't comfortable being on the scooter. So he rode scooters when he wasn't on mushrooms downtown. He was fine. It was it was perfect. It was perfectly fine. So my bad, Paul. <laughs> so he was secretly on mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. just looked <laughs> which is Which is a credible excuse. Like, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Especially if you can do the scooter sober. It's like, all right, fuck me. My bad, dude. My bad. <laughs> See, I, I feel like I knew he was fucked up. I didn't know he was, but on, it was, I didn't know he was on mushrooms. I was also pretty high. And like, it was one of those things when I'm high, my, my sense of humor just goes to the, the basis level. So someone falling is just going to get me like, you know, like any legends, most epic stand up set. Like, just somebody struggling to ride a scooter and like every foot and a half falling either to the right or the left. Like I was, I was pissing myself. I almost crashed my scooter because I was laughing so hard at him not being able to ride his scooter. Let's get, dude, let's get high. Let's go by the park and let's throw sticks in front of the rollerbladers and watch them fall like Big Daddy. <laughs> those fucking clowns. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so sorry, Paul. I had my um, most 
epic night of my three-week-old stand-up career. You're a veteran. And a professional. How many shows have you done? Five. That's, that's right. That's a hell of a lot of shows in three weeks. Not necessarily. Regular work. Like, people that are doing stand-up that are, you know, grinding are going to, you know, sometimes get up multiple times a day. Yeah, but, but you're not doing that. You're fitting it into your normal life. Your entertainment career. Your this might be your lane, entertainment though. career. This might be just what you've been looking for with your move to L.A. I mean, in some ways, I hope so. And then in some ways, it's like, man, why was I such a bitch and waited until I was 40 to try it? Like, I've been wanting to do, try stand-up since I was a teenager. You were just storing material. You were just getting a good base. I guess. Yeah. I think you like to chill, too. And I don't mean that as, like, in any disrespect. You know, you smoke pot, you play comics, like video games. And the comedian lifestyle is very not chill. Like, you gotta, like, if you're doing it right, and, you know, like, you're selling out, like, it's the only, like, career move you have then you got to like effectively always be on the road, always be performing. Like you're saying, like, like I feel like the regular, like working comedian does probably six shows on the weekend. Right. Like don't like the comedy store. Don't they have like a seven o'clock show and then a 10 o'clock show? Well, yeah, they've got like multiple shows, multiple rooms. Um, right. But like, as, as for me, like my, my best bet is, you know, thank God I have someone like Dustin in my life who, you know, has his own show every Monday at the end in Torrance, that bar in Torrance. So on days where MSPH can, like, you know, be flexible, I can make it down there to do that. Otherwise, it's kind of like, you know, whatever bread crumbs I get from riding Jason's coattails. And I'm just going to have to book a shitload of open mics, which, you know, is it's. It, it was in, in one week, I did an open mic at a bar. I did Dustin's show in Torrance and then did the improv in Ontario. And it was just so, all three were so wildly different. And I've, I don't know if I've had many rushes like I've had from going on stage at the improv. Just, you know, it was cool doing it at, the the end with Dustin because you know there is a stage and stuff and they dim the lights so it feels like you're doing proper comedy but doing it at an a- actual comedy club was just a whole nother level and it like get, after I got off the stage I was like holy shit I see why fucking some comedians just become so addicted to this yeah dude it's probably a, a, an adrenaline rush for sure Coming back up, though, I don't think I've really talked to you, so I'm assuming we haven't talked about it in this podcast because we've been off, right? The the Fox and Hound performance, right? That, that's that's the open mic that you're talking about, or, or did that not go through? Um, I can't remember if we talked about that on the main show. Am I moving, like, super slow and choppy to you guys on the video end? No. No, you're good. You're good for me. You guys are both... Like it's and it's I know it's because of my dog shit internet that I pay a fortune for. What is this? Am I getting some sort of error message here? It fucking sucks wiener holes right now. 
But whatever, I guess it's a good thing nobody watches us on YouTube anyway, so. Um, yeah, the, the open mic I did was, was tough, really tough, because <clears throat> there were maybe 10 people there, and it was, at a, it was a Sunday night at a bar, and in, in, like in a room adjacent to the bar, so the people sitting at the bar there just to drink could clear as day here and for the most part see the stand-up happening. And then the other people, it was Carl and other open micers waiting to go up. And I, you know, that was my, what, third time? I, I guess, yeah, I guess my third time doing stand-up. So I'm still still learning the ropes, still learning how each show handles its rules and shit and, you know, getting the light. So the, I, was, I was the second comic to go up. The first comic to go up did a whole bunch of, like, like really, really misogynistic shit in a room full of, like, woke women. I'd say, like, 75% of the open micers were women that look like, you know, they get very easily offended by things. And he did such, like, blazing fury, like, I want to... I shove chicks heads in toilets when i'm fucking them from behind i was like oh my god and this was the 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 show that i was like maybe looking at this lineup maybe i should like um try and write some clean jokes and see see how i can do with that um and carl was like don't fucking do that just do your regular act your regular act is fine so i nine minutes into his 10 minute set the the host of the show walks up and she flicks some little switch. Meanwhile, this is just a room in a bar with a couple tabletops and no stage. So when you're standing at the front of this room, everybody is sitting in high tops and they are taller than you. So like looking up to the people you're performing to is a really, really weird dynamic. And she flips this light and it's, it's almost like on each side of the front of the room were stoplights, like traffic lights. And they just start blinking. And he, the, the comic performing just stopped mid-set and looks up. He's like, so is this, like, is, am I getting the light right now? Or is this for, for atmosphere? Is this for the mood? And she mumbled something to him, and I couldn't hear what she said. So I just assumed that, like, all right, seems like he's been going for nine minutes. You get the light a minute before you're up. So I was like, okay, the, the blinking traffic lights, that's, that's the light. Got it. Be on the lookout for those. So I'm doing my set. Not really doing all that well. Um, it didn't seem like the type of crowd that w- would be into my poo-poo pee-pee butthole brand of, of stand-up. <laughs> and I'm just, it's, it's, there's no dimming of the lights at all. So I'm just looking at everybody's just disinterested faces. And I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm thinking like, ah, this is why they say open mic sharpen you up. Because like just looking at a bunch of disappointed faces and you have to just keep powering through. Like, like you're not eating shit is, is really, really working for it. So I'm, I'm like in the middle of one of my bits and I look up and I see the fucking traffic lights going and I'm like, motherfuck, I guess, did I, did I run the light? So at this point, like that distracted me. I lost my place and I was just like, all right, fuck it. I was close enough to the end. So I was just like, all right, yeah, there you go. That's my time and walked off. And later on, Carl was like, yeah, you, um, you probably only did like seven minutes. Those lights were on the entire time. You did not get the light. 
So it probably, I probably look like an even bigger moron when I called attention to the fact that I'm getting the light when I wasn't getting the light and then walked off stage. Uh, quote unquote stage. AKA the was front of the bigger, room. Was it a bigger stage than the uh, dime bar? Well, the dime bar had a stage. This place didn't have any stage. Eh, it had a it had a crate. Yeah. This place didn't crate. have anything. Nope. So oh, yeah, I right. guess yeah, it counted as that counted as a bigger stage technically. All right, that's thank, thanks for answering. But then going to the um the Ontario Improv, you know, I was I didn't know how the nerves were going to get me at, you know, playing my first comedy club with, you know, a decently packed audience. And, you know, it was it was comforting in the fact that it was Jason's first headlining show. I'm there to support Jason. Tully's doing stand-up. I'm doing stand-up. Katie, Jason's wife, is, is taking a shot at trying it out. Um, ben Glebe, Jack Jr., and Jack Jr. was also the host. And then Poopies from Jackass, from Jackass Forever. So I'm like... I'm like, it's nice that I'm rolling there with my homies. It's nice that it's a friendly crowd. But in the green room, like clockwork, my ass is like knocking on my door, like got a shit locked and loaded. I was I was thinking to myself, I'm going to hold it in and use it for power. And then it got to a point where I felt close to shitting my pants. So I was like, there's a, there's a single stall bathroom in the green room. And I was like, I can't, I can't be that on brand where I stink up the green room bathroom right before the show. So I was like, I'm just going to go and use the general admission bathroom. I checked the stalls, piss over all, all the seats. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm holding it. So I had a shit locked and loaded my whole set. Is um, the strategy behind that, like you trying to keep your shit in, keeps you more on, like sharper? Yeah. Like athletes who won't ejaculate before their games. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah Rocky, had no, he would do no sex, I think. Or at least yeah. Mickey would tell him not to have to have any sex with Adrian. Don't do any fucking day, Ruck. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I believe that's exactly legs. how he said it. Yeah, it was it was women weak in legs, but uh, you're close. So it's it's like five minutes before the show starts, and we're going over the lineup and like trying to figure out how much time everybody's going to do and all that. And um, Poopies still isn't there, and then we get a text. So the the Ontario improv is attached to a massive massive mall and the address that they have on their website takes you to like some abandoned building that's like like on the other side of the parking lot surrounding the mall so when i get there and i just see a boarded up building i was like oh fuck so i just parked closest to the nearest entrance to me there and it just happened to be right where the improv is on the outside of the mall but poopy sent a text being like hey i'm in the mall i don't know where i'm going and Tully and I were tasked with going to find him. So we're just walking around this gigantic mall hoping to spot poopies in a crowd somewhere. And we don't. So we just go back. And eventually he, he, he finds his way in. But we, we came very close to, to not being able to find poopies for the show. Um, poopies went up and told uh, a story about a homeless dude. Um, which I missed big chunks of it because I kept getting like pulled away by people and like going over stuff about, you know, the order and everything. And 
Uh, so I, I caught I caught some of Poopy's act, but following Poopy's was Katie, who had never done stand up before, had no intention of doing stand up, and then agreed to do a couple of minutes, like two or three days prior. And holy shit, was she awesome! Yeah, like. She, she was had talking like a legit set. Yeah, and she was like backstage she was talking about how nervous she was and she's like I haven't even had a chance to like you know work on this or flush it out. Like I could see the 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 pre-show nerves that I had my first time and that I've pretty much had every time since then. Just like like people are talking and you're looking at them and you're just so nervous you're just like <laughs> I can see words are happening but all I can focus on is how like nervous I am. She went up there like I don't know, like a seasoned pro. She looked like super comfortable on stage. She was super funny. Jokes landed really, really well. It was like my jaw hit the fucking floor and I look behind me and Jason Ellis and I catch eyes and his jaws on the floor. And we look at each other like, holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. This is awesome. Yeah. And then, um, and then I went up and just burned it down. Just it melted the room. It felt good being up there. It felt good, like, doing comedy at a proper venue. It was like, like, yeah, you're supposed to be doing this. You know, it felt, I don't know, it sounds corny, but it, it kind of felt right. I was like, ah, this feels, I thought I was going to be, like, way more nervous when I, when I got up there, but I was like, ah, this, this feels nice. And, like, I felt. How much of that was the venue and being comfortable in the comedy venue or, and, and seeing friendly faces as well? I'd say 25% the right venue, 75% knowing that it was a, f- a friendly crowd. Knowing gotcha. that you were, you were at, at a home show. Yeah, exactly. You had home field advantage. Yeah. So my act is going, and it's, it's doing really well. I felt really good up there. I felt comfortable. And I do this part of my act where I, I tell the story about how I got gout, and I pantomime. I act out when I kicked my couch when I got pissed off playing video games. So, you know, here I am. I've done this 100% of the time in my act. And I set it up, and I do my little air kick, and my fucking shoe flies off. And at this point, time slows down to, like, Matrix Neo dodging bullet speed. I just see my shoe sailing through the air, arcing upwards, and I'm like... Boom! Nail some fucking guy in the head. Like, right in the front row. Bean this guy in the head. And my brain just emptied. I had nothing to say. Like, my my jaw dropped. I was like, no! Oh! It was all going so well! And then, of course, I have to have a fucking Kevin Kraft moment and my shoe flies off and hits a fucking guy in the audience in the head. Peak Kevin Kraft moment. The most Kevin Kraft moment. <laughs> It, only- it would have only been more Kevin Kraft if he would have shit himself at the same time since he had it locked and loaded. It could have that played out like, like a that. character of Kevin Kraft, like an exaggeration. I think that was Pete Kevin Kraft. There's somewhere in the multiverse of madness where a Kevin Kraft shit his pants at that moment. <laughs> I felt it. I felt it. <laughs> yeah. In the infinity uh, of parallel universes. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. I'll tell you what, the, from my perspective, the only... Like the the most like 
comparable incident that I have for this would be like when I was watching Will Smith smack Chris Rock. Oh my God. It took, it took me like a second for my brain to process what I was watching. It was just like, I just kind of like almost like initially didn't believe it. Like now I didn't just see Kevin's fucking shoe fly off and hit an innocent bystander in the crowd. I didn't just see that. And then just like after like a second or two, like it, like it hit me. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. That just happened. Holy shit. Holy yeah. Shit. I mean, at this point, like I like I'm not joking about time slowing down. So I had all this time with my thoughts as like the universe slowed down and I'm like, all right, where is this going to hit? Is it going to hit land like right in the center of that table and knock all those people's drinks off and spill them into each other? Like, oh no. I see where the trajectory is going to go. Is he going to hit that guy? He's not looking at me. Dude, pay attention. Look out. Incoming shoe. Is he going to turn and shoot. see it at the last minute and catch it? Like, once it's a shoe flying in your airspace. <laughs> once it connected with him, I'm like, oh my god! Like, I was wearing, um, my my low top slip on chucks, so they're like specific Chuck Taylors that are don't have laces. The tongue is elastic, so you just slip them on, and. Shutting I've worn those doing. On, I've wear. I've worn those doing stand up before. Fair enough. I was to say, Shuddy, based on what the foot apparel Kevin was wearing, do you think he should be doing a kicking motion on stage? It de- slip on shoes. Well, it depends. Can you slide your feet in and out of them without much effort? Like, yeah. I have a pair of Vans slip-ons that I can slip my foot in and out of with no effort. Wouldn't kick my feet in those. I have a pair of Vans slip-ons that I actually have to pull onto my feet. Those, I, I, an argument could be made that. But anything that you can slide your feet in without having to use your hands probably will come off with the slightest bit of a stop in a forward motion. I'll make it even easier. Why don't you just wear shoes with fucking laces? Yeah, but the way Kevin's shoes with laces, he's also, he doesn't tie them every time. He slides his feet in and out of them. Yeah. I think if so you're they're kick just them. as, li- they're just, the, the, it's the same concept as slip-ons. So I'm just happy just, there was, there was like an arch to it and it didn't just like torpedo off. What he needs to do now every time he does his set is make sure his shoe is loose enough to fly off when he gets to that part no of way. the joke. No way. I'll never get booked anywhere. Like, this guy's a fucking liability. Like, what thank, you mean? thank God the guy that I hit was, like, was cool. Because, like, once it connected, all I'm thinking about is, like, fuck, I hope I didn't, like, hurt that guy. Like, I know a slip-on Chuck doesn't weigh much at all. But it still just like flew through the air and nailed him in the head. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I hope I didn't fucking hurt that guy. And then I'm thinking like, shit, what if that like what if he's one of those people that has like a hair temper and he's like really pissed off. And then he just like grabs the shoe and fucking whips it at me. And like this becomes like a whole other a whole incident or something. Turns into these are all thoughts you had in in a matter of moments. Yeah. All of his whole life flashed in front of his eyes. (laughs) Yeah. It was like in the X-Men movies when Quicksilver is about to like run around and, like, play pranks on people. Dude, if that guy went into Karen mode, you would have been buying he and his party's whole meal. Yeah. 
and you know the argument could be made that you know like that probably should have happened. Well, I talked to him after the show, and he he was he was really really nice about it. He was like, "Oh man, I just didn't know." It. Like I like the way it hit him because he had a hat on, so it landed. I think he was telling me that it landed and it hit like a lot of the bill. So like he felt something, but it wasn't like a clunk. He just felt something like like a light bonk. So he he was like, "It didn't didn't hurt." It was just like a. I was like, oh, what was that? And then I looked down and saw a fucking shoe on the floor. <laughs> How did you pull out of that? Um, I well, I made a few jokes about the sh- the shoe flying off, and like you, you people adapted on the fly. You didn't just go right back into where you were. You no, and like I still had like a couple lines left of that bit, but like after I got done, you know, drawing attention to what happened and letting people because people are laughing so hard that like. I, you can't just go back into it. Everybody's laughing. No one would, would, would hear a word I said. So I just kind of let it breathe a little bit. And then I was just like, where, where was I? You know, who gives a fuck? fuck? Fuck all that. Like, let's just get on with it. And then I just did my, my closing bit. It was a good show. I thought you did well. Did you get booked anywhere else? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. I haven't I haven't been contacted by any other branches of the improv. Surprisingly, has enough. Lauren Michaels reached out to you yet for your spot on SNL? No, but Pete Davidson did. Okay, but that's only because he wants to now date my mom. Who wouldn't? How dare you? Show you don't, don't bring her around, <laughs> Pete Davidson. That guy's batting a thousand. <laughs> but yeah, and then you know uh, Ben Glebe went up and he was awesome, and Jason went up and did his first ever forty-minute feature. And fucking stuck the landing. It was fucking awesome. That's awesome. Crowd reacted well, you know, start to finish the whole show. It was, it was fucking awesome. It was, it was surreal. It was, it was a really cool life moment that for many reasons I will never forget. For all the things that went right and for all the things that went bad. Just super memorable. How long after the show did you have to wait till shit? How close to shitting oh, your pants were you? Once I got back, turd was fucking gone. I think I took a shit when I got home. It's just like my Oops, ass. Science always amazes us, huh? Yeah, my ass was just fucking with me. Like, oh, you want to try stand-up, huh? Oh, cute. We'll see about that. Yeah. Your own worst enemy. Yep. It's your ass. Your own butthole. So I was talking to, um, to Poopies after he went up and did his set. Um, and I liked it. He was, he was telling me about how... Um, I don't know, he was like telling me stories and stuff, and then he was, I was like, I was like, oh, fuck. Did I just, okay, no, I didn't, sorry. I thought I just rubbed my, that's another thing that happened since we last convened. I had to get fucking skin chopped off my face for uh, potential skin cancer. So I got like this open wound over here, and I thought I just rubbed it. My bad, my bad. Back to poopies, back to poopies. So that, I threw was, you off more your, that threw your game off more than your fucking shoe fight. I know, because I was like, shit, I'm going to have to go and put more like uh, Neosporin on it. Because I, I have to do like a, a shitload of upkeep with this to make sure it doesn't scar. But anyway, so I was asking Poopies. I'm like, I'm like, hey, how long have you been doing stand-up for? And he's like, about um, six months. This was my, my fourth time going up. I was like, <laughs> whoa. Now you're taking some long breaks in between there. Um, and he was like, he was like, man, your show, your, your set was really good, man. He's like, what's your Instagram? 
So I, I pulled it up and I showed it to him and we followed each other. And then he sent me a DM while I was sitting there talking to him. And he just goes, hey, it's Sean, a.k.a. Poopies. By the way, don't call me Sean. Just call me Poopies. <laughs> he is a fucking treasure, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was showing me his hand that got fucked up when he got attacked by a shark. Did you see that clip when Jackass took over like Discovery Channel Shark Week? I did no. not see that clip, no. Dude, it is insane. He tries to do the Happy Days Fonzie jump the shark thing. So he's being pulled on water skis, hits a ramp, flies through the air, and falls. And when he lands in the water, two sharks just beeline it for him. And one just gets his hand and, like, tears at it. And then you, he, it, like, lets him go. And you see him swimming away, but his hand is fucking limp and, like, dangling by meat and shredded. Like, blood pouring out of it into the ocean. You see all of the, the crew on the boats that are filming, like, screaming to call 911. Like, medic, get your medic kit. They pull him on there, and they're, like, screaming for tourniquets and shit. And... You know, I'm sitting here bitching over a thumb that I can barely bend. And Poopy's... You're getting, you're getting mobility back, though. Yeah. Poopy's nice. just sitting there putting things into perspective for me. Like, dude, my hand is shredded. Like, you know, he's a big surfer. So he's like, I can't even throw shakas with my left hand anymore. Because, like, my hand sees up. I, can't, I have, like, such limited movement. And he was showing me, like, how little he can bend his wrist. And he was touching. He's like, dude... I have, like, no feeling in it in my hand. I'm like, are you getting any of this shit back? And he's like, no. He's like, I think this is it. This is as, this is as much as I'm going to recover from that. So, like, his left hand is fucked. Which, man, what a legend. Fucking poopies. Yeah, what a warlord. Yeah. Fuck, man. Putting his body on the line for content. Yeah, I mean, for a throwaway Discovery Channel shit. It wasn't even in, it wasn't even in the goddamn movie. It was before the movie came out. Well, damn, dude, Poopy's a badass. Yeah, I liked his. Uh, I liked where his story ended up or where it was going. I mean, he he he. Uh, one of the settings were were Long Beach or was Long Beach. That was cool. Yeah, and he I brought his away his whole act. He brought his like super cute puppy. Into the green room, Grom, which was friggin' adorable. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. I knew I should have brought little mama. <laughs> but it was sick, man. It was sick. Like, kicking that guy in the head with my shoe, throwing out fucking comedy Hadoukens with my foot, really threw me off. Because Dr. Drew, you guys were sitting right by Dr. Drew. That's right, yeah. I was going to attempt to do like a little bit of crowd work with him. Really? But after, yeah, because a lot of my act is telling, like, my medical stories. And I was like, oh, shit, it's a good thing Dr. Drew is here. Hey, do you take Obamacare and just see if I could, like, riff with him a little bit? But after I kicked that guy in the head, I just had to go back on autopilot. I was like, nope, play it safe. Stick to the material. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. This is no time to show off and be fancy. Just land this fucking plane. But, man, that felt good, like... The the a lot of this I was actually because Jason had this has had this book for months, and the day he got it booked was like all right you got a stand up date 
fucking get working. And it was really what lit the fire under my ass to just start. And I was just going to work on a routine that I felt comfortable with and debut it there and do it my first time in front of, you know, friendly audience, Ellis Fam and Puminati. And I, I told that plan to Jason. He's like, you know what? You really should try going up a few times. Like, get at least some experience so you're not up there just trembling like a leaf, you know? And you can give, give the people that are coming out a better show. And I was like, you know what? That's a good point. Like, this isn't fucking about me. Like, I want to I make sure people get the best show possible. So I tried to, you know, that was the whole point of booking open mics, reaching out to Dustin, trying to do his show, and getting a little bit of stage time before, I mean, the grand scheme of things, doing stand-up fucking f- five times is nothing. There are comics that do five sets in one day. They just hop to every club within driving distance. So you're not exactly going to get yourself too polished in five shows, but I definitely feel like that was my best performance, you know, shoe flying aside. At least felt the best. I'd agree. I mean, your first one was your first one. I thought it was cool. I thought the venue was really cool, and uh, the crowd uh, that stuck around was good. Uh, you know, it, the home the home crowd advantage at the improv definitely helped, but it you got a, a ton of laughs. I thought your uh, set was as well buttoned up as any other, or more so. It's just the fucking you just need to wear shoes with uh, laces that are tied properly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, tie your shoes with yeah. laces. Don't just. Yeah, from uh, now on, I'm, I'm going to, like, fasten them to my ankle. I'm going to find some way to reinforce it. You just wear thigh-high boots that have to zip all the way up your leg. I wouldn't overthink. I would just say tie your shoes. <laughs> Don't that's make what, it too that's, complicated. That's, yeah, what everybody was, that's what everybody was coming after me after the show and saying, like, oh, look, you don't even have laces on your shoes. And I had to explain to everybody, like, the, the, the parts with the laces are just cosmetic. They're slip-ons. I get it, but then you need to be explained why why wearing slip-on shoes when you're doing a kicking move probably isn't a good idea. Like I, mean, I get that you're wearing comfortable shoes that you can easily slide in and out of. That's pretty obvious because the shoe went flying. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I probably I would say more than fifty percent of the time that I've gone up and done that bit, I've had those chucks on. Have you kicked that high and that hard? I, yeah, it was the same same thing. Because uh, I'm just kicking the air. I'm not, like, kicking very hard. So it's a good thing that this didn't happen at that show with the the feminists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fox and Hound would have been pissed at you. <laughs> I would have been banned. For sure. Yeah. Well, I'm a neighbor, guys. Hold on. What if I want to come here for some food? <laughs> I just want to tell jokes. So, yeah, there you go. There's the improv story. Well, I'm glad it went well. Now we got some shit to review. Keep crushing it. That's the plan. You know, I want to... This is what this was all all preparing for, all the previous stuff. But now that I've got this out of the way and under my my cap, under my belt, I definitely want to keep 
you know, doing open mics, getting stage time wherever I can, and anytime someone's cool enough to throw me, you know, a gig, take it and try some new shit. Get some new jokes going. Fuck yeah, dude. So let's, yeah. we got a bunch of shit to review, right? Well, yeah. At least me and Shuddy do. Yes. Yeah, I'll just parachute in on these reviews, try to add my commentary when I can. What do you see, Shuddy? Oh, where do I begin? I've seen a lot since we last left. Um, but now I need to get this back into proper. Um, I, the boys and I went and saw Jaws in IMAX. The original. The original. And... So is Jaws a good movie? I had never seen it before. No way. So have your kids never seen it before? Correct. We all went into it never seeing it. Uh, And it fucking rules. Uh, Yeah. It fucking rules. It fucks for sure. Like, it was... I never went out of my way not to see it. It's just something that never, like, I think it was something I wasn't probably allowed to watch when I was little. And it was just something that I never went out of my way. And it was something Mark Rooster always said we should watch together and then never did. Isn't it weird that you weren't allowed to watch a PG movie? Jaws is fucking PG. Isn't that wild? I, I, I don't know that I wasn't allowed. Like it wasn't something that I was like, I want to watch this. And my parents were, I, absolutely remember them saying no to so i don't know why i didn't see it when i was little but i didn't and never as an adult and it was fucking awesome it's great yeah yeah the the robert what was it robert shaw uh oh richard dreyfus like they're the little trio roy roy schneider they're fucking they killed it yeah um and just well while we're on it, another movie that I had never seen that absolutely fucks uh, that I watched while we were on break was The Rock. Man, you're blowing my Nick mind, Cage. Boy. Starring Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery and wow. Ed Harris. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of good people in that movie. I yeah, can't that movie remember. was fucking awesome. Isn't uh, Bokeem Woodbine in that as yep. well? Yes. Sure. So, I mean, what are the what what dick ratings do you give uh, Jaws and the Rock? Uh, Jaws is a five dicker, and four and a half for the Rock. All right, that's fair. Yeah, it's a good score. Uh, and I did also watch uh, the thirty sixth Chamber of Shaolin. Was that on Prime? Yes. Oh, um, you know that we've had this conversation before because you did ask me that exact question. So never, we don't need to go through that again. Is that I, it? I also the ones watched you watch? almost all of season five of Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, my brother got jacked up about that when it when it came on. Yeah, I gotta it's, find some way to start that show. I know everybody loves it, but there's. There's, there's only so much goddamn time in the day, and there's so many TV shows that everybody's like, oh, you got well, to watch it. The good news is the, those episodes are like 35, 40 minutes long. So, That's a good saving grace. So you don't have to commit a whole hour to it. 
Yeah. Um, it is. It's awesome, but it is silly. And so like, the suspension of disbelief that has to go on at this point just makes it so much fun. Oh, you, oh it makes it better. Yeah. I mean, all right. so many people should be in jail at this point for all kinds <laughs> of assault that happens out in general public. Like, it's just obscene that all it's these... The Wild West out there, yeah, right? Like, these fucking teenagers are all running around and almost none of them have been to juvie after all of the fucking brawls, the just flat-out brawls they've caused in normal places in front of normal people. Like, it's just ridiculous. But I love it so much. Nice. Um, I watched two new movies, two new releases. One I went to see at the Theatre. I saw the new horror movie Barbarian. Oh, my brothers are going to go see that this week. I'm interested in this review. I might, I might check it out with them. Dude, it was fucking sick. It's, really. Yeah, it's it's a movie where if you haven't heard of it or you haven't watched the trailer but you like horror movies, just just go see it. Like don't watch a trailer, don't look at the letterbox D page, don't look at the IMDb for it, don't look at who's in it. Just fucking go see it with like as fresh as possible. It like it was the 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 least spoilery stuff to say about it is it's it's a movie where this girl shows up to an Airbnb in the middle of like a really shitty abandoned neighborhood in Detroit and finds out that it's it's double booked. The owner's double booked it through like Airbnb and some other site property site. And like it's a it's a chick showing up, a dude is already in there and had rented the place too. And they agree to like cohabitate. And then the girl finds a creepy mystery room in the basement. And then it just gets fucking wild. And I There's, fucking loved it. Is there any supernatural stuff to it? Um, I don't want to say. Yeah, why would you ask a question like that? That kind of... Because I'm trying to figure out what kind of scary is it, and honestly, ghost scary I think is tends to be too lame for me. But if it's like scumbag scary, like this guy's a this guy's a real villain type dude uh, or type type uh, horror movie, then I can be into that. I, I I remember seeing a trailer for it when I went to see a different movie, and it stuck in my head, but I didn't remember a ton of the trailer. And then I just saw people on Twitter, like directors that I follow. And horror movie people being like, dude, you have to go see Barbarian. Go in as fresh as possible. Don't look into it. Just go see the movie. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm I'm deep in the thralls of Halloween season. Spooky season. Nope. Get it right. I don't we, even, it has been agreed upon by all. I don't even know what that means, but celebrating. This is a democracy, remember? Two so, out of three say spooky season. You have to be on board. I'm celebrating Halloween season, season to the fullest. And... It was it was an easy convince to get Carl to go with me. And it it the the writing in it is so fucking good. It's really really unique. The pacing in it is awesome. Like the Is it 
What's up? It's not A24, is it? No. Okay. It's not A24. It's it was it was just done in a really really unique way and there's some good humor in it. Um the whole way through I'm thinking to myself I'm like this is a five dicker. This is a five dicker. And then there there was something that happened when there's a reveal that was a little silly that kind of took me out of it a little bit, but then as I was thinking about it afterwards, it's like you give I, it stick back? No, no, but I was like I was like I see where they were going with it and I had a better example in my head at the mind when I thought of it, but like um it reminded me of some other horror movie that, you know, took like a little bit of a gamble and and made something like a little silly and maybe it was done to cut the tension because it it's really suspenseful. Like I was like in my seat thinking, Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, like a whole bunch throughout the movie. Really, really good jump scares. Um just like well crafted. There was just one part that was a little silly, and then there's a part towards the end where you have to suspend a lot of disbelief for things to play out the way they did, and I was like, eh, I get it. And it could have explained more. I feel like there, there could have been... The movie could have been longer, and I would not have been bummed out about it. And I'm always complaining that movies are too long, but if, if this one had like an extra 15, maybe 20 minutes, and... God, I hate being so vague, but I also don't want to ruin it for anybody. But there was some stuff that, that, that could have been explained. There was stuff that got teed up that could have played off, and it didn't. But overall, I was just so happy with it. And start to finish, it was just a really, really fun, unique horror movie. And they're hard to come by. Modern horror movies tend to suck ass. They follow the same generic. Like, it's either another conjuring or another paranormal activity. And you know what you're getting. That's what I'm saying. But this, this one, it wasn't like that. No, this is good, man. It's fresh. Like, the characters are all really good. The dialogue is all, like, really engaging. And I wasn't bored for a second. Like, the pacing on it is just fucking great. Both of those movies terrified me, by the way. Uh, I, they're not bad. I Like, the first Conjuring, the first Paranormal Activity, pretty creepy. But it's just, you know, once you keep doing them over and over, you, you know what to expect, and it kind of takes the fun out of it. My brothers love the Conjuring. I think they're into like the whole the whole franchise or whatever. Yeah, I think the only one I have—I know they made a whole universe, but I haven't seen the most recent Conjuring, and I hear that one's just like mostly a court case. And I was like, oh, I have—I don't want the Conjuring Law and Order. Because <laughs> they're Conjuring my cousin Vinny. <laughs> yeah. I have a fun connection to between Mark Rooster and Elaine Warren from The Conjuring. Is it his great aunt? No. So there was a show on A&E many years ago called Paranormal State, and it was about the Penn State Paranormal Research Society. And Elaine Warren was the psychic that they brought on their investigations And the first year the Penn State Paranormal Society was in existence, I believe Mark Rooster was a member, and he quit because all they did was talk about Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) And then they got a TV show. Where they talk about Harry Potter. Yeah, I could see Mark Rooster being bummed about that. I've never consumed any Harry Potter content. Harry 
Potter content. Yeah, never read a page out. of the book, never watched any of the movies. I'm happy. Huh, movies are kind of fun. Can't Do hate on you that. think I would like Barbarian? Coin toss. Okay. My brothers, though, they, they love horror movies. They're going to like it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm leaning towards maybe 60-40 you like it. Will I like it? I think you will like it, Shuddy Boy. It's tough for Jeff, who whose only entertainment is man throw ball. <laughs> is the is the the chick in the barbarian who also books Airbnb? Is she hot? Yeah, she's pretty cute. Does she show her new gatos? No. Is there any new gatos? Spoiler yeah. alerts. Yeah. Nice. Maybe I will check it out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I also watched. So it's not a horror movie. Let's get tits. Am I right, guys? Carl was like, she liked it, and she was like, she's like, Jesus Christ, that was fucking terrifying. Like she she was into the the whole thing, but she was like, when the movie was over, she was like, oh man, what a ride. That was exhausting. She's like, I need something because we were also watching horror movies. Like uh, we watched. It's not much of a horror movie, but we watched They Live. At her place, because I'm just showing her all these like 80s movies she's never seen. So we watched They Live, and then we watched. I had already seen it before, but we re- we rewatched this movie, um, The Void. It's a horror movie. It's on Shutter, and the description ca- caught her because it, it talks about there's like a cult involved in it, and she loves cult stuff. And she was like, "Let's watch that one. Let's watch that one." And that one freaked her out. She's like. All this fucking freaky stuff, I need to watch something really wholesome. So we put on, we, we fired the up office. Disney Plus and we watched the new Pinocchio with Tom Hanks as Geppetto. And uh, we turned it off about 50 oh. minutes in. And then I finished it when I got home today because I am a completionist. Except with Ozark. Was it a live action Pinocchio? It was it was like split live action, split CG. Sounds super gay. And uh it was it was pretty bad. Yeah. Like Carl was definitely in the right for wanting to turn it off. I just wanted to finish it for the letterbox D stats and to be able to talk about it here. And uh I don't know, man. Like, the story of Pinocchio, it, it works as a fucking cartoon from 1940. But, I don't know. It doesn't need to be revived. It didn't, doesn't need a, need a remake. I mean, it's also really fucking strange that there's two Pinocchios coming out this year. The Robert Zemeckis one that went straight to Disney+, Plus, and then a Guillermo del Toro one is coming out. And if Guillermo does, like, like a creepy Pinocchio... I'm into that. I just, would imagine that's what he'll do. I mean, Pinocchio's in... Uh, it's got to be in... Public domain? Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. That's what I was wondering, too. Cause like what any, does that mean, specifically? That the copyright has... That there, nobody owns rights to it anymore, so it can be made by anyone. Yeah. Like, like uh, Happy Birthday to You, like the Happy Birthday song. Yeah, anytime Happy Birthday was sung in a movie or a TV show, they had to pay royalties for it. And that just expired within the past couple of years, as did Winnie the Pooh. 
Winnie the Pooh is public domain. Peter Pan is public domain. So, like, we could make a, a Peter Pan movie and not get sued. Some guy made an R-rated Winnie the Pooh slasher and can't get sued because it's public domain. But, yeah, I wow. mean, this, this live-action Pinocchio, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It was weird seeing Tom Hanks as Geppetto because, let's be honest, even in shitty movies, it's hard. Like, Tom Hanks is just such a warming presence. He's just such a fucking great American that, like, how can you be upset at Tom Hanks? And it was, he looked, he looked good as Geppetto. And it made me sad because Geppetto is an old man. And I don't want to think of Tom Hanks as an old man. I remember seeing Big in the theaters when I was a little kid. And now Tom Hanks is playing old fucking Italian guys and it's passable. Bummer. But then yeah. when you start well, thinking about things... You... I'm I'm at the, la- the last stage in my mid-30s, so we're getting to that age, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. The, the, the story of Pinocchio when... You see like an old man who makes like a, a little wooden boy doll and then his one wish when he sees a star is to make that that do- boy doll he made into a real boy. It's like, Ooh. are we watching the origins of Geppetophile here? <laughs> nice. A- Use that on stage. That's a good one. It's like, this is a little, yeah, a little sketchy here. And a little sketchy. I, th- I think I'm using it right. You can say that joke because Pinocchio's public domain. Shuddy, you're muted, but... Yeah, Shuddy gave me the laugh that Kevin yeah. fucking didn't... <laughs> yeah, you got... You were you were correct, though. You used public domain correctly. I'm very proud of you. Geppetophile. That's an awesome joke, Kevin. Way better than you throwing your shoe at someone or kicking it. <laughs> but, like, the, the, the movie even... Like, the right when the movie started, I was like, oh, we're in fucking trouble. We are in fucking trouble. Because I looked up the reviews, and the reviews are just abysmal. It starts with a CG Jiminy Cricket voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt talking to... So Jiminy Cricket is like plopping around on screen and then also narrating. And then Jiminy Cricket on, st- on screen starts talking to Jiminy Cricket narrating. And then they start some tenet shit like, Hey, are you me from the future? Yeah, I know how this whole story's going to play out. Oh, can you tell me if this is going to happen? Well, guess you got to keep going. And I'm like... Oh my god, start the fucking movie. Like, where's Pinocchio? What? We got a fucking cricket talking to itself? And like, dude, I, the fourth person? Like, what the fuck even is this? I haven't seen Pinocchio in legitimately 30 years. I so like I Pinocchio. I don't even know what Jiminy, Jiminy Cricket really... I, that's a Pinocchio character? It's not, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. Is yeah, he a little... public domain? No, he's he's a Disney creation. I'm gonna be googling if things are public domain the entire night when we're done with this podcast. <laughs> McDonald's? Can I just do McDonald's? Oh, I gotta pay a franchise fee. All right, fair enough. I'll find I'll find other public domain examples. I'm gonna use it right uh, next week. I will say, Tom Hanks, he was good in it. He was good as Geppetto, but you know the movie's called Pinocchio. So it's mostly Pinocchio. It's mostly the same shit from the cartoon. They throw in a new, a couple of new songs, and they're bad. Um, so should we do like 
a Pinocchio movie where Geppetto is a kid fucker. And I just call it Geppetophile? Yeah, and Pinocchio is like the fifth or sixth doll that this is worked on, but this Pinocchio isn't going to take his raping lying down, and he he stops Geppetto. Well, uh, spoiler alert: he he is going to end up killing G- Geppetto. What and it's got to be it's can... got to be a skewering through the nose when he lies. <laughs> Absolutely, you do weekly brunches with uh, producers in Hollywood and writers. Do you think they would they would groove to this idea? I think they would you laugh. Remind them it's public domain. I think they would laugh at it, and then tell me you're paying the bill this week. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Whatever. Uh, I mean, the stuff that they did, like the when Pinocchio goes to Pleasure Island, that stuff was kind of cool. They have him like in a boat going down a mountain of candy, and they're like scooping candy out with their hands and eating it. And I was like, that looks delightful. <laughs> they could, they couldn't do it like they did in the OG Pinocchio, where he's fucking drinking beer and gets wasted and smoking cigars. So they had him with big pint glasses full of root beer. Wink, wink. Um, but uh, the animation—I mean, the animation did look good. I'll give him props on that. All the all the CG Robert looked Zemeckis. great. Uh, the fucking the whale, the whale monster, who's now like a kraken with fucking tentacles and shit. That was halfway decent. Overall, just completely fucking unnecessary. Two dicker, and that's generous. There are a lot of cool characters in public domain, Jeff, by the way. Batman. No. When does he when does he hit the public domain? I wonder if he ever will. Can you stop something from becoming public domain? Being like this well, is such a cash cow, like we can't let this happen. I remember, I don't remember where I I'll Google have it. this information from and if I'm remembering it correctly, but uh, part of copyright laws have been, surprise, surprise, Disney has lobbied to get copyright laws extended throughout the years. So Mickey Mouse doesn't revert into public domain. Well, I've got some interesting news from my Googling. Okay. Um, Superman is set to enter the public domain January 1st, 2034. How how long does something have to exist before it's public domain? Um, That would be 95 years. So that means Batman enters public domain January 1st, 2035. Okay. Let's get working, fellas. Yeah, let's get something ready to roll. Yeah, for the we'll get it produ- uh, produced by twenty thirty five on January first, twenty twenty four. We'll see the expiration of the copyright for Steamboat Willie, and with it, Disney's claim to the film star Mickey Mouse. This is also an article from three years ago, so who knows what Disney's lawyers have been able to cook up, but. Could you imagine if Dim- Disney loses the copyright on Mickey Mouse? Fucking wild. <laughs> it will be panda fucking monium. That's when you're going to see the Geppetophile movie. Fucking <laughs> Geppetto Mickey and Mickey are going to do some fucked up shit. For Mad Scientist Party Hour. Yeah, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Mouse freebasing um, cocaine. <laughs> Man, that's a hot graphic. 
Yeah. But Robin wild. Hood, currently Robin Hood, Zorro, Dracula, Sherlock Holmes, Frankenstein's monster, uh, all the Wizard of Oz characters. They're wow. all public domain now. Yeah. Dude. Scarecrow, Dorothy, Tin Woodsman, Cowardly Lion. We should just write an Expendables with all of these characters in it. Hunchback of Notre Dame. But King like a Kong. violent, violent right, rate, uh, rated R expen- yeah. Expendables of these characters. Yeah. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. We could, it would almost be like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I like I like the sounds of that, even though I don't fully know what it means. <laughs> Man. Hercules, Paul Bunyan. Yeah, fuck Paul Bunyan. He's a bitch. Yeah, huge pussy. That's pretty. That's pretty fucking wild. Like, because that's the whole reason. Like, Seek has been working on that Peter Pan book, like for for forever now. And he was like, yeah, I mean, it's public domain, so anybody can just write their own novel using Peter Pan characters, and you do whatever the fuck you want, and it's all fair game. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more public domain is kind of bullshit. I know, like, fuck Disney. They don't need any extra advantages or whatever, but they, yeah, it feels weird that they're not going to own Mickey Mouse. Right? Doesn't that feel weird? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Whatever. I mean, what are the odds Disney doesn't figure this out? They'll find some fucking loophole. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are the Illuminati. Yep. Oh, I got something for you guys. Um, this popped into my head. What did you give? I don't remember the dicks you gave for Barbarian. I remember uh, Pinocchio was two. I might not have given the dicks. Um, four and a half. Oh, shit. It was great. And it was on track to be a five-dicker, and I found a couple of things to nitpick. I wanted to keep things fair. Very close to being a five-dicker, but that is that has definitely worked itself into the rotation. Like, So uh, people that don't have your stupid brain might put it at five dicks. Perhaps. Maybe. Or, I don't know. Like Some people could rate it even lower. Some people... Maybe the stuff that I deducted points for might cause people to deduct, deduct even more, but it's doing really well. It's getting good reviews. Um, my fellow virgins at the in the Letterbox D community seem to be eating it up. Nice. Um, but I do have a question for you guys in the random brain variety. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for today's random, random brain, brain question. question. And this one's probably not going to go anywhere, but in futuristic movies and TV shows and shit, they're constantly showing tablets, devices that are like clear screens and sort of like holographic. Would you guys use one of those if they came out? Like if the iPhone 15 is a clear slab of glass. Like techno- technologically, looks cool as fuck. Anytime you see it in a movie, it's like, oh, the future. The future's going to be fucking sick. In practicality, I don't know if it has much um, real-life implications. Great. So, 
So outwardly, it's like a piece of glass. Yeah, have you ever seen, you've like, seen that in movies before, right? Like it's just a, it's like people. It, I feel like they've been doing it for years in in futuristic movies. Like everybody's tablets, like their iPads, their phones, everything's just like a p- clear piece of glass that they just like manipulate hologram things yeah. on. I'd be down for that. I don't know. But then everybody can see what you're doing. Oh, yeah, I see. So it like, kind of comes out of the screen? That end, it always seems like, fr- looking at it from the other side, it's, it's, it's a fucking two-way screen. So I can't watch porn in public anymore? Jeez. No. I mean, you can, but you're going to be busted. You're going to find yourself having to tell your neighbors that you're a sex offender if you do that. Well, hopefully there's uh I can get some Disney public domain workarounds for that because, hey, we got new technology, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm down. I'll, I, uh, actually, the way you guys describe it, I'm, I'm a little less enthused about this idea. But... I probably would. I'm itching to order the iPhone 14 when it's available. So, yeah, dude, you get the iPhone like either once a year or once every other year, the new one, right? Uh, the only time I didn't get it one every year was 2020. Yeah. That was a rough year for everybody. Yeah, everyone took a fucking L in 2020. Yeah, I didn't go to tar- get to go to Target on Thanksgiving Day to get my new iPhone like I had made a tradition of like an asshole. The workers are probably so pumped about 2020 Thanksgiving though, right? Well, the last year they didn't open on Thanksgiving. And oh, I don't really? Think th- yeah, I don't think they're doing that anymore. I think I mean there's no need to. There really isn't. But yeah, I'm I would be down for that phone, I think. Yeah, every time I see it, I'm like, fuck, come on, technology, catch up to this shit. When are we going to see something cool? Like, iPhones were like a clear line in the sand, like, wow, cool, futuristic shit. Look at this thing. No buttons. But, I don't know, when was the last time anything that cool happened? Well, here's the question that maybe will compound this. Like, there was a time that you would figure that, technology was evolving so rapidly that we were several, there were several years worth of technology that hadn't been released yet. Is that making sense? Like they released something, but they're already developing technology that's years ahead of what we're like They they put the super Nintendo out, but they're already working on the N64. Yeah. Like that kind of, and I think, do you think now we've plateaued and now we're, the technology is coming out slower because we've caught up. Like everything was going so rapidly at the start of the computer age. Like everybody was fucking around and now it's not creating new technology as much as it is improving existing technology. And yeah, each phone just gets like a little bit faster and the camera gets like a little bit better, but I don't know. Like my phone can't shoot lasers. I want, I want a laser phone. Like holograms, give me some hologram shit. Holograms would be cool. I'm excited for that dynamic thing at the top of the iPhone 14 when you have the pro version. Is that kind of like that swipe bar on MacBooks? Because I didn't didn't look at any of the new releases about the iPhone 14. So the part 
up here where it's black. Yeah. Like that'll be where all of your notifications, it'll expand and your notifications will pop from that instead of being a huge banner. Okay. Oh, that's kind of neat. And it'll show you like your music, what's playing. Yeah. All right. But yeah, not holograms. Not see-through. I feel like everybody's struggling to take this next step, but I want something fucking cool. Give me something I haven't seen. I'm itching for it. Well, anyway. You want a technological breakthrough, and I don't think that's too much to ask, Kevin. And I, I actually really like Shuddy's uh, hypothesis on this on this issue. That was a pretty good point. I have nothing to add to it. I just wanted to say something. We're what, like three months, uh, three, four months away from 2023? Can we get something a little 2023 looking-ish? Yeah. How about some fucking flying cars? Yeah. So I was in Vegas. Disintegrator rays? Did you I see any Vegas disintegrator rays? Day. And no, can we just make ourselves Lisa's? Lisa's? Yeah, from Weird Science. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like the person Lisa or like, were you saying Lisa's? Can't we all get it like a Kelly LeBrockta bone? Yeah. Can't we all just make magically make using the internet and who knows what, you know. Some Supposedly these sex dolls are pretty crazy. I don't know. Did you, Anyways, did I was you in bone Vegas. one in Vegas? It sounds like Jeff has never seen Weird Science. I have seen Weird Science. Okay. Good movie. Bill Paxson. Mm-hmm. He killed it. R.I.P. It's Chet, right? Yep. I have seen that movie. Anyways, uh, I was in Vegas this past week, and I took three Ubers. Two of them were Teslas. Everyone's driving Teslas in Vegas. And one of the guys that we were talking to in the Uber, one of the Uber drivers, said that he thinks Elon Musk is going to make flying cars. Would you buy a flying Tesla? Hmm. Kevin said he would buy one of those ugly-ass Cybertrucks. So, yeah, he'd buy a flying Tesla. No, I mean, Tesla's autopilot shit and auto control shit seems like it's still pretty wonky. Like, people are fucking crashing and exploding. So if I did buy a Tesla, I'm keep leaving that motherfucker in manual mode. Um, and if Elon Musk was the one to introduce flying cars, I might want to wait a couple of models before I jump in and buy one. See how many I mean, people just fall out of the sky and explode. How many people are exploding in these autopilot things? I don't know. Enough where if I had a Tesla, I wouldn't use it. I don't. I don't know. This. This is a big news story, though. I don't. Th- I don't think there are actually a lot of. I think maybe maybe one crash happened, and that's really scarred you. But I don't know that there's like there's like a pandemic or an epidemic of exploding, whatever the the emic is of exploding <laughs> Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you're. Uh, I think you're a little bit of your Kevin Craft paranoia surface in here. Because yeah. I think. I mean, again, I know I've said this a million times. I think Teslas are fucking sick. They're awesome to drive around in. As of and- June 9th, I see a headline on Fortune.com: an investigation into 16 Tesla autopilot car crashes. How many of them are are on the on the streets though? It's got to be a hundred thousand, right? 
Do all Teslas come with autopilot? I think no, you have to pay like extra. Something you can order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you add it to like the Tesla that you're buying, and I think it's it's pretty expensive. Fifteen or twenty thousand more. Yeah, it's a big it's a big price jump. Is it? I mean, okay, for sure. But like, if the auto driving works, it, <laughs> I mean, it kind of it's kind of worth it. Like, it's kind of worth the price, right? Look, I don't if know, you got I the money, one, sure. Like, you get it going, but you put your your destination in ahead of time you get it going and it just pretty much takes you there it's fucking sick yeah whatever would the tesla that you were in did the uber driver even drive or did he just have it in autopilot he drove but he did show off the autopilot when we were talking about it man so this motherfucker is driving uber and can afford a tesla with a twenty thousand dollar add-on must be getting good tips or he's just ubering on the side, it's his side hustle. Yeah, he, he yeah really, I, don't know. I, I didn't ask about his other his other careers. He's like a casino enforcer off the books, and he has or to have some sort of legit a job. Professional gambler. Yeah, that's true. How did your Vegas experience go, Jeff? It was pretty good. I won a decent amount of money, so that was cool. Nice. Uh, I got some future bets in there. Entered my contest. I will say the biggest thing. From Vegas, I don't know how often listeners go there, obviously, but I had one of the better meals and restaurant experiences I've ever had. <laughs> uh, I went to this place, this Italian spot, and I'm pretty snobby when it comes to Italian food, but it's called Casa, Casa de Amore, House of Love. And they had like a... That's Amore. Uh, a pianist and a singer... In the front, like just playing some. Uh, are you are you are you laughing, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> you notice it too, Shuddy? Yeah, oh, you guys geez. both seized up, so I was like, "Oh Kevin. no, it's me." So did you, but you seized up with with like your eyes closed and this weird l- smirk on your face. It was very <laughs> damn it. But I went. I got this Italian uh, meal at Casa de Amore, and it was the food was phenomenal. The ambiance was phenomenal. Uh, the performer kicked ass. It was a lot of fun. I think I'm assuming he's a house regular, and I, I probably had the best veal parmesan in my life. It was fucking amazing. Mamma mia! It was like, it was well off the strip though. It was on Tropicana Boulevard, but like well off the strip. Like it was probably a 20 minute drive from where we were Jesus. when we stayed in the Circa. So that wasn't even on the strip, but uh. It was a twenty minute drive from there, um, but it was it was fucking worth it. It was it was really really good, really good. So yeah, check it out. You I got, think I'm like, going to be out there next month for Skankfest, so maybe I'll see if I can break away and hit that place up. Fuck yeah, dude! I think it's got a it's got a four and a half out of five on Yelp and like fifteen hundred reviews. I think it's been around there forever. And like the nice. te- the Uber driver that was taking us there was like, yeah, I I love this place. It's my favorite Italian food in, in town. It was fucking epic. I wanted to try out Carbone. Have you heard of Carbone? No. It's like a famous, like up and coming, like trendy Italian spot in and the Aria Casino. I think it's really, really expensive, but everyone says it's amazing. No but shit. They, this place that we went to closes at four a.m. Carbone closed on a Thursday. Closed at four a.m. The damn. Carbone place closed at like ten thirty. So. I mean, the game ended at like eight thirty. We were not trying to go into a nice restaurant. Like, 
a half an hour before they close or whatever. Yeah. Um, which would have it would have been because we have we would have to like dress in something nicer. But this place is fucking amazing. Open till four a.m. Great experience. Great food. So nice. Check it out, Kevin, when you're there. All right. Oh, oh. When's Cake Fest again? Uh, October. October fourteenth. Is Carl going? Uh, maybe. I would definitely recommend taking her there. It's a good date spot. Skankfest? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. de Amore. Yeah, I think Carl's going to find something to do during the day. While I'm out. When you guys go eat. Yeah. All right, well, we got a tiny bit of time left. Let's chip away at Mount. Voicemails, yay! See how buried we are now. By the way, shout out to everybody for uh, helping us out and not calling in. I think it's working. Are you being sarcastic? Yes. It is not working. People are calling more now than they ever have before. We will never catch up. I think that's what the joke is at this point. Probably. Yeah. All right. So I think this is art. Let's see if it plays through the headphones. Damn it, it didn't. Kevin, we're never going to get the Mad scientist party hour. What the fuck is up? A real true stoner here just to, uh, you know what? I'm here to, uh, I'm here to fluff. What can I say? I just want to say I'm fucking super thankful for you guys. Uh, every week I get so much content between the free show and the Patreon. Uh, Puminati, if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, you're fucking up. You're missing out on a lot. Between Crafter Jeff or uh, Dragon Ball Queef, the Nerd Hole, what the fuck did I just watch? I think Jeff does like a 15-minute fuck-my-own-ass hour. Well, quarter hour. <laughs> um, that's, I haven't got like watched that one yet, but he seems to be very gung-ho about it. Um but yeah, no, you guys just fucking rock, man. I just, I appreciate everything you do. And like, if I'm having a shitty day and fucking heaven forbid, it's a Tuesday and I got a fresh episode of MHPH, you know, lined up, ready to go. Nothing like a bong load and some fucking dick jokes to bring you out of fucking the darkness. You guys, uh, yeah, I just, you guys fucking rock. All of you, all three of you are fucking really good. Um, and uh, I call too often with dumb shit and I thought I owed you one. So, you guys fucking rule. Uh, <laughs> keep up the good work, and if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, you are fucking up. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, smoke weed. I'm out. Well, shit. Thank you, Art. Thank you. For I it. thought it's. Thank you so much. I thought a dick was coming my way. I really did. I thought that was. <laughs> I thought he was teeing up a dick. I'm happy that that went smooth for all of us, including yeah. myself. Met a, a few newer Puminati at uh, your improv show. That was cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, people that converted, uh, you know, <laughs> post your firing. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Shout out to them as well. Yeah. Uh, All right. Here's another human. Jeremiah Johnson or John Wick? Who wins in a fight? John Wick? I don't have enough information to answer that question. 
Yeah, I'm not prepared to debate that topic. I don't know who the fuck Jeremiah Johnson is, to be honest. Uh, I watched the original John Wick the other night. What a fucking banger. I, I think it's like a lot better than the next two. Uh, really? I don't know how much of a hot take that is. Yeah. I, re- I, I recently do. rewatched the, the trilogy, and I think two is my favorite. Um, Did it have cooler kills or something? Because I could see that. Yeah. The kills were way more over the top. And you're talking about two, right? Who? Kevin? I I like two better, yeah. Yeah. So my take on the the series so far is one is more plot-driven. Three is more action-driven. Two is the perfect combination of both of those. So you're on John Wick 2 team as well? I'm on team John Wick 2, yes. Like, I think that was a perfect, like, there was still a, a fair amount of plot in John Wick 2. Uh, but they upped the action quite dramatically from the first one. And I think 3 was excellent as well, but I think that was just more straight up. Now we have to do even more crazy action to top what we just did before. I mean, whichever John Wick you pick as your favorite is the right answer. Yeah, there's all no fucking awesome. We're not debating that any of them aren't great. All right, let's find out what this human wants to say. Nope. Oh, wait, hold on. But we don't know Ooh. enough about Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah, who the fuck was that? I don't know, some the guy. Robert Redford movie. It says a mountain man who wishes to live the life of a hermit becomes the unwilling object of a long vendetta by the Crow tribe and proves to be a match for their warriors in single combat on the early frontier. It's a Western with Robert Redford. It actually looks really fucking cool. I mean, that synopsis that you read sounded awesome. Interesting. Maybe I have to check out Jeremiah Directed by Sidney Pollack. Ooh, that's a good director. All right, here's the uh, the next human. What's going on, guys? Uh, Dylan here, a.k.a. Big Country. I was the seven-foot guy. Called in a couple weeks ago, or month months ago at this point now, uh, about uh, um, if you have a, se- a second dick, where you put it on your body, and then how many dicks you can fit in your mouth. I was the oh, guy yes. who fought Ellis in that New York show. Um, um, uh, while while I currently don't watch Master Chef, I am a, kind of a foodie and stuff like that. So I've been I decided to start your uh, your uh, uh, show about the about the master chef and uh, i'm on episode three of the the most recent one you guys are doing and um again you know i definitely tend to side with jeff's opinion and kevin's mostly shuddy obviously is uh i feel like might be the more intellectual one of the group but i usually disagree with shuddy sometimes he can be mopey and whiny and bitchy but i'm listening to the argument about the uh Buffalo Mathrow. And wow, this is old. I could not agree more with Shuddy. You know, <laughs> yes. when you order soup of the clams or soup of the mussels at a restaurant, you're going to say to an Italian, you say soup of the clams or soup of the mussels. You don't say mussels de zuppa. You would say mussels in white sauce or mussels in red sauce or mussels in sauce. So, you know, that just got me all worked up. I had to call you guys. But, uh, uh, I wish you guys put out some more content more frequently because you guys are the fucking best. 
You make my day. All right, More guys, content. enjoy and uh, have fun. Bye. More content. Jesus. Well, Patreon is busting at the seams with content. Uh, I don't know I'm if we can do anymore. To, I would pass out. I'm about to start something new for Patreon. Oh. Can we tease it on the main episode? We can. Um, it's going to be blog form. So You're going to be writing. I'm going to be writing. Uh, Love it. And it's going to be called Yo Shuddy Boy Raps. And I am diving into the history of hip hop as I learn about it. Interesting. All and right. I love this. I'm going to be curating a playlist on Spotify that's going to, I'm going to share in the posts. By the time I'm done with this, I'll be able to say the N word publicly with no problem. I don't, I don't know. I have to think more about this, obviously, but this might be your greatest idea ever. And I am very excited about this. Good. Yo, I'm glad. And if I keep, and it's going to be uh, edited by Mark Rooster. You could even call it Yo Shuddy Boy Braps. Ah, that's too much. Uh, it's a hat on the good. hat. It's a hat on the hat. Not needed. <laughs> Sorry. Good, good point. <laughs> but Man, anyway, like cool, what this guy was Spotify talking about, busting, oh. busting my balls about Shuddy's thing. Like, that all stemmed from us talking about ordering at Moza, and Shuddy Boy was like, Buffalo, ah, 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 don't you mean Buffalo? Because when you say it in front of mozzarella, it's Buffalo mozzarella. When you say it in Italian, it's mozzarella di Buffalo. No, that was Shuddy Boy getting caught, didn't know. And then Kevin, that I was read pretend. it right Kevin. off of the fucking menu to you. Let's not, let's not do this again. Kevin, not, you are baiting me. You are baiting me, and I'm he's not taking. He's a masturbator. He's a masturbator. See, Shuddy Boy knows Shuddy. when he's wrong, and he does this shit like, "Don't make me quit the show again. Don't prove me wrong, or I'm gonna flip Kevin, out." Do you want me to go to Moza's menu? I will screenshot it and share it with you. You can screenshot you think all that's you want. Prove anything to Kevin? No, no <laughs> exactly. it's not. Tell Kevin. Tom, you can screenshot anything you want. Yeah, it doesn't the, matter. The fact still remains: you were confused and had no idea what I was talking about, and just like. Like Big Country said, like, like if I said it backwards, like, like Clam de Zupa or whatever he was saying, even if the words were flipped, he would know what, what someone was talking about. The exact same way if someone said Buffalo Mozzarella. No, they, he just said he was agreeing with me for once. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin didn't hear that Kevin, he, Kevin heard what? Kevin Wait, heard you guys whatever. are frozen again. Hold on. Hold on. You guys are like, <laughs> you guys are back in Game Boy mode. Am I coming through? Yeah, you're coming through fine. Yeah. It's convenient. You guys are frozen. Here oh. we go. Anyway. Here we go. I guess we got to get rid of the whole podcast, huh? <laughs> yep. Scrap this. We got to start over. <laughs> no, I know he was agreeing with you. Shit. That's why, like, I don't. I think that was all a ruse of Shuddy Boy didn't know that there was Buffalo. That's why he was like, ha, 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 you mean Buffalo? I never said that. I said you weren't saying it right. No, you said it. You were acting like I just mentioned that there was like flamboygle cheese. And you're like, what? Flamboygle cheese? No such thing. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't remember exactly how the argument played out. I will say, shutting in Kevin's defense, he, 
he didn't have any problems ordering at Moza. It all, it all, it all worked out. I don't know, and I didn't. Nothing, That's all that matters. Yeah, nothing jumped Kevin, out. Kevin to me doesn't as need to irregular. bring up an old fight just to get a couple more shots in. Yeah, the bells rung, Kevin. Hey, all right, Big Country un- unrung it. He brought this up. It's Mister Big Country to you, first of all. He just come back. He is a big motherfucker. I remember him. Yeah, he said he's seven feet. Not tall. someone you want to disagree with. Say that. Bring it, Big Country. <laughs> He boxed Jason when they were both attached to bungee cords. Oh, look. Yeah, he, but he has he ever gotten a fucking shoe thrown at him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dylan. Here again. Um, I had a with Jeff Suckadick question. Oh, uh, here we go. So, Jeff. Would you suck a dick? Be able to have any girl that you please the blink of an eye or every meal you had, the protein had to be seafood for the rest of your life. And I'm not talking about some easy seafood like shrimp or crab or I'm talking. Whoa, like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he can't add. It's like a hat on top of a hat. Maybe. No. Uh, <laughs> is this, is this in public add- domain? <laughs> yeah, is Jeff second day public domain yet? Um, he uh. can't add stipulations on top of the stipulations, right? It's either uh, either second dick or I have to eat seafood. Now it's like now I gotta eat just tuna. Well, I mean, it is his would Jeff suck a dick, but there is multiple sides. Like you get a reward for sucking a dick. Like what was it? Like chicks, all chicks are into you or something like that. Uh, he oh, pleases right. any chick he's with in seconds. And then if you don't – so if you suck a dick, you get a, a prize. And if you don't suck a dick, you get a completely unrelated punishment. Which is usually not how would Jeff suck a dick plays out. All right, fair enough. Does he have more to it? Uh, a little bit. Mike, you can have – no, there's no steak and potatoes. There's fish and potatoes. Or Philly cheese fish sandwich. All right, guys. Have a good one. I'll go eat seafood. seafood. I love bitches. Easy one. <laughs> I just want to raise a stink. I don't know why. All right, well. Uh, we are officially out of time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, for people that are watching on YouTube, hopefully all the sputtering and all that shit like, doesn't make it onto the final video. <laughs> and... Uh, if you want to hear the results of MSPH Wrestling 13, which took place over this weekend, shout out to our friend and yours, Dom. Put together another hell of a show. It was a great night. Great hanging on the Zoom with all the Puminati. Um, the results are in the Easter egg. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, just stay tuned past the theme song. And uh, for people on YouTube, download the audio podcast, and you can hear you can hear all those in the Easter egg. Um, Let's see. Where are we at? Where do we? Who? Hey, what? Who? Who? Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeffro Records. And at MSPH Podcast. Um, if you want to check out the YouTube show, YouTube.com/slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. 
If you want to shoot us emails, madscientistpartyhour at gmail.com. And if you want to be a part of the Patreon, busting at the seams with content, patreon.com slash madscientistpartyhour. This week, we are going to be recording the finale of Crafter Jeff Shuddy Edition Season 2. Um, and then, I don't know, we'll figure out where we go from there. If we bounce back to supermarket queefs or queef or no queef, but... Well, oh. Queef or no queef, it's got to be. Queef or no queef I'm season actually, two? I'm looking forward to getting back out there, i to be right. honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you're Shuddy Boy whooped our ass. Fucking, you're looking to have another year of being made a little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Just progressive with your shit talk, Shuddy. But yeah, I am looking forward to that. Yeah, spoiler alert. For people that didn't listen to season one of Queef or No Queef, Shuddy Boy impregnated both me and Jeff. It was a massacre, a jizz massacre. Still got some of it on my face. <laughs> yeah, and you guys just did your that time. 75th episode of What the Fuck Did I Just Watch? Yeah. Yeah. And I it mean, was a banger. It was a great movie, The Turbo Kid. Yeah, I watched that recently, too, off of Dom's recommendation. I'm a little on... bit bummed at your rating of it. I saw. Kills were great. Definitely, like, you know, outside of Michael Ironside, a bunch of, like, dollar bin DVD actors. <laughs> for sure the entirety of that movie's budget went to michael ironside and then the practical effects not the other actors it sounds terrible i don't know who the fuck michael ironside is he yes, got most do. of the money okay all right you would enough. recognize him if you saw him yeah fair enough he's the uh, and, uh the the one-armed guy from uh uh, ooh, uh ooh, starship troopers the teacher god i can't oh you're such a I'll, pussy. I'll google it. uh he was in oh here let me speak he was um, he was in Top Gun, the original. He was one of the, uh, off, he was Jester, one of the teachers that was with Tom right. Skerritt. We're doing this. Is he a black guy? No. Okay. But yeah, I mean, Just- Turbo Kid is on Peacock if you have the cock. And definitely worth a watch because it is bizarre. It looks like a kid's movie. And then it has some of the most brutal kills I've ever seen. And it's not even a horror movie. It's a Mad Max BMX movie that was made in 2015, but is set in 1997. This guy's guy's cool. I like this guy. I'm looking him up now. Yeah. He was starring in movies as he was balding. That that lets you know this guy has some fucking charisma. He can really bring it. (laughs) Yeah, you know Michael I mean? Ironside. They're always trying awesome. to get rid of bald guys. Unless they can, you know, it's like Hulk Hogan type status. Uh, so, anyway, where were we? Uh, I think we handled all the business, right? We did handle all the business. All right, we got to go off to Patreon land, folks. But until next time, something! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meow, meow, meow. Poem, poem, poem. Fart, fart, fart. Sup, dog. What up, dude? How much, man? Uh oh. Is Jeff going to treat this like MSPH wrestling and be 30 minutes late here, too? Yep, and say that he was here. Up oh, there he is. Oh!
Jeff, is that your business casual V-neck? <laughs> Damn right it is. <laughs> I was just I was just in my my work get up and I had a chip uh, slip into something more comfortable. So, what were you was, in a Confederate flag V-neck for work? It was a it was a purple V-neck. Listen, just because my website believes in freedom doesn't mean we roll <laughs> with the extremists. Shuddy, what is your work day off? What do you go to work looking like? Uh, it depends. Sometimes um, it's a heat man shirt with a bow tie. No, never with a bow tie. No. Like if I go into the stores. Seriously. If, if if I go into one of the stores, I wear a, you know, one of our t shirts and a, oh. apply a hat. Nice. And if I'm not going into one of the stores, it's whatever I feel like. Sometimes I'll in, throw on my Skeletor tuxedo. Like in the winter, when I go into the if I go into the office, I wear joggers and a hoodie. Nice. You badass. Dogs take the bones in the other room. Dogs, other room, go. Go. Time to start your doggy podcast. They weren't weren't doing this until like two minutes ago. Dogs, go in the other room. They want the glory. They They want a little slice of that MSPH sunshine. They get it by having a roof over their head and food in their bowls. Hear that, little mama? Where are Go. you? Go in the other room. Take your bone. Go. Go. Yep. <laughs> you too, Parker. Get the fuck Get out. Parker, he means business. Go. Don't make me electrocute you again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shuddy, hold on. Have you heard about Kevin's stand-up set? Yes. Yeah, you have. Okay. Yeah, because there's there's motherfuckers scooping everything, every MSPH thing that happens, like TMZ. Bunch of cocksuckers. I really, really, really wanted to be there to see your face when when you first heard the story. We should have FaceTimed. I feel like people at the stand-up show were like in real time, sending out information of what was happening. <laughs> well, I mean, something like that. How? Do you keep that under wraps? Yeah, I guess we can't embargo anything with the Puminati. I know. Right, I We're going to have to start doing like the Chappelle thing at shows and locking up people's phones. I mean, you kind of did. Carl had her phone out and she was uh, recording you and uh, an improv employee karate chopped it out of her hands. Yeah, I heard he was a real cocksucker to her too. So there's no video of your set? Did you get that? Did you get that from her uh, perspective? Yeah, she was like, she was like, I got fucking snapped at. It wasn't like I a mean, hey, Parker, man, can you can you put your phone like, down? It was like Shuddy Boy yelling at Parker. <laughs> yeah. Out of here! I'm gonna put the gates up. Go other room yes. with your bones. Take your bones. He Let's just go. he doesn't have a mute option. Okay. That's that's cool. Cool. <laughs> there's no mute option. On that. All right. Don't make and, me get the chunky peanut butter. Oh. 
Does Carl listen? She doesn't listen, right? She only, she only watches my snack attacks. Yeah. All right. Well, I if you're gonna say something Carl doesn't want, to... if you don't want her to hear, she's probably gonna listen. This will be the one that she's like, maybe I should listen to MSPH for see what's going on. I haven't checked in in a Just, while. In defense of the improv guy, he probably has to be aggressive with that sort of stuff, so yeah. they don't do it again. Right. I was like, I was like, why didn't you just be like, "Hey, I, I fuck this idiot." I'm well, not, I'm not, I'm not leaking this to the Puminati. <laughs> I'm sure a back and forth. I mean, you had a good crowd, but it wasn't big enough where a back and forth in the audience, but with you, with your girlfriend <laughs> and, and an improv worker, wouldn't that wouldn't throw you off, right? I mean, I'm sure it would. So. I don't know. It was that was funny. The whole the whole the whole uh, set was pretty awesome. Actually, I had a really good time. It was worth the fucking three hour drive. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I missed it. Maybe get some East Coast dates scheduled. My mom. So I was going to Vegas the next day, and my mom. I told her about like, yeah, I'm going to Ontario for uh, Kevin's stand up, and then I'm going to Vegas. And my mom was like mind blown for a split second. So, like that was like me when Kevin casually mentioned, yeah, I'm doing stand up in Ontario September seventh. I'm like, you're going to fucking Canada, and it's <laughs> yeah. just you know, you're so nonchalant about it. My mom had like a lot to unpack. She's like, wait, Kevin's doing an international comedy tour, <laughs> and you're going from Canada to Vegas. <laughs> in a 48 hour or in a 24 hour period it's like no mom there's actually an ontario in california <laughs> yeah i, and, I even uh, had canadians hitting me up being like hey does that mean you're gonna do some toronto dates and <laughs> yeah, come to go, calgary are you gonna hit a bc too <laughs> i know the boys life is up there in, in vancouver <laughs> Blood dye. <laughs> it looks like you're hitting like a really fancy pen. Like something that you, you spend like $30 on that pen. Like a writing pen. It's very like You could bring that into, into the office. It, um, it has actually a cap that... Here, let me go grab it. <laughs> Man, we haven't even started the show yet and Shuddy Boy has walked away like 15 times. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, we want to see this new toy I got. This is what it looks like without it. And then you just take this off and it's got the coils. Oh, so that that actually kind of looks like a Darth Maul like double-ended vape pen. You could hit it from either side. But it's for it's for dabs. Nice, dude. It's for concentrates. What, what, uh, what company made that product? Terp pen. Shit. I am just dragging ass today. I I ran four miles earlier Why? today. Dude, I got to do something about my obesity. It's out of control. Did the kid's dad football. come home? Is that what happened? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... Uh, <laughs> I was I was laboring. It was fucking hot out, and I, my legs are hurt. And I've I've been sleeping all day. I kind of, not kind of. I definitely mailed it in at work. So 
I don't know if I'm gonna give you guys my best today. I'm worn out from from my jog. Hmm. I'm sure you'll pick up the slack. It's all about you today, Kevin. It's all about you, buddy. No, it isn't. You're getting paid to do comedy. You have a just a fucking killer crowd work bit. That's possibly going to revolutionize stand-up comedy. <laughs> I can't wait to break it down. Well, um, actually... Hopefully you guys got something to review, too, because I'm fucking... I only watch football. I got some football to review. I actually, it's still gay. I have a lot of stuff to review since it's been two weeks. Yeah. Well, we but can God's do um, we can do the MSPH wrestling results. No, let's skip those. <laughs> I guess the Fuck breaking that. news at the top of this rundown says Fonzo attacked psychological backstage before the first match rendering him unable to compete in his match. Fonzo will be taking his Fonzo will be taking his place at a shot at the MSPH Canadian Championship. So wait, psychological was supposed to be in a match over the weekend and wasn't? Yeah, he was supposed to be in the Canadian Championship match, but Fonzo attacked him before the, oh. the pay-per-view started. I was not aware of that. I thought psychological Won something, but like no call, no showed. He won the rumble. He was able to oh, get himself okay. together to get into the rumble, but not to get into the first match. Nor the Zoom call. Well, small maybe victory. We have to, maybe we have to take blame for that. We didn't promote it on the main episode. Um, that's why I feel like we got a, a lighter turnout in the Zoom. But. Well, the the first match was Elimination Chamber match for the MSPH Canadian Championship, which was Bucci's versus... Is this... A, someone's got to help me out with this typo. Fobzel? What? Fobzel? Bucci's F- versus Fobzel. F-O-B-Z-L-L? Well... I don't know who that is. Versus Mr. Romance Bonesy versus Bill Jackson Jr. versus Arts versus twi- the champ Twisted Texan. Arts won and is the new MSPH Canadian champion, despite the fact that he lives in Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah. And Canada would hate him. And apparently, Did he mean Fonzo? I wonder if he meant Fonzo. And just... Oh, yeah. Could have been. Yep. That's exactly what it was. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Fonzo, you are now real- known as Fobzel. Because, I mean, he he took out psychological, so that's what got him into the Canadian match, is what I'm assuming. Um, Arts is now a Triple Crown champion, having held the MSPH TV championship, tag team, and now the Canadian championship. Fuck. Jeez. That's all he needs for his confidence. <laughs> then the Gen T Open Challenge. Gen T, the champ. Uh, oh wait, or was Chelsea, aka the Gypsy, the champ? Chelsea was the she champ. Was she champ. opened yeah. up. She issued an open challenge, and Jen accepted. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that was a fifteen-minute Iron Woman match. Most pinfalls or submissions wins, and the winner and still MSPH Women's World Champion Chelsea, aka the Gypsy, 
Taking down Gen T is no easy task. No. As anyone familiar with MSPH Wrestling knows. Um, or familiar with Gen T. Yeah. Knows. <laughs> then there was a, a ladder match. Uh, the MSPH Tag Team Championships, which was me, Kevin Kraft, and the $11 trillion man, who are the Poop Slime Alley Protection Agency, versus Sticks and Roids, which is Boognish and Ginger and Juice. Versus the delivery drivers, butt package and shit balls the mailman. Versus Mark Rooster and the the Fook, Fooky monster, folk, mon- folk monster, folk monster. Um, and the the champs were uh, butt package and shit balls the mailman. Shout out to you guys. Um, then there was a hell in the cell match for the MSPH Hardcore TV Championship. Fat dog collar versus the champ Blaine Voorhees. And retaining his title, Blaine Voorhees wins the MSPH Hardcore TV Championship. And that brought us to a triple threat tag team elimination match for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Man, there's so many syllables in wrestling. Jesus Christ. Like running out of breath in these sentences. The Disciples of Darkness, Curvy Beer Girl and Red Rage versus Feline Muffin, Feline Mob and Alley Muffin. Versus the Fashion Police, Bonnie and Amanda L. And the new champs are Curvy Beer Girl and Red Rage. And then there was the backstage brawl three years in the making. Canada Goose, uh, formerly known as Low Man Chris versus Shuddy Boy. And winner via kick to the dome, super kick to the dome, Shuddy Boy, which means that Low Man Chris now has to record a video for Patreon saying how much of a piece of shit the movie Mean Guns is. And if Shuddy Boy had lost this match, he would have had to rate Mean Guns as a five-dicker on Letterboxd for all, all eternity. So you dodged that bullet, yeah. Shuddy. Yep, crazy I, stakes. And if I could rate it less than a half a star on Letterboxd now, I would. Um, and then took us to a, a mystery event which was a first blood match for the MSPH Intercontinental Championship, and it was the Dragon Jeff Clark, um, and his mysterious opponent was revealed to be none other than Magnum P.I. Mike, the voice of God's alter ego. And much to Jeff's chagrin, he was defeated by Magnum P.I. Mike. This backstabbing cocksucker. He got fucking lucky. I should have drawn blood. I don't know how many different times this pussy probably paid off someone in the promotion. I don't know. Uh, probably the same person that keeps nerfing all my characters. matches. Yeah, damn right, Kevin. Uh, we're going to find out about this, aren't we, buddy? Well, Kevin, you actually had an, a much more impressive showing than usual. The Poop Slime Protection Agency team-up seems to be working for you. Well, that I lost again, so it did Yeah, but that match could have gone to any one of those teams. You did not do your team a disservice like you normally do. I did not win, and that's the most important part. Wow. Well said, Kevin. I think the only one of the three of us that did win was was me, wasn't it? Oh, how convenient. The guy that just got promoted to having some say in MSPH wrestling <laughs> behind the scenes won his match, and Jeff and I lost? Huh. I didn't notice that, Kevin, but now that you bring it up, you make an excellent point. Hmm. It's almost like there's some bitch shit afoot. What's the thing 
What's <laughs> the next level of conspiracy theory? Oh, that's right. Fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Pretty much fucking Epstein Island over there. <laughs> yeah, so Jeff got his ass kicked. <laughs> wait, 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 no, no. <laughs> Hold on. Now I can be on like beat me. All right. It was a good mercilessly. Match. He beat the shit out of yeah. you. He busted a, you open. I had a bunch of Puminati in my DMs saying they thought I should have won. And 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 I I definitely made some moves where um I should have drawn blood, but I, I feel like know. we should call this work out for me. In future MSPH wrestlings, call these um drawing first poo. And instead of being busted open and you're bleeding, you got hit so hard that a little bit of poop came out of your ass into your drawers. Shit yourself? Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully WWE 2K23, whenever it's two, I think, is what he's moving it to. Uh, well, uh, hopefully that uh, you can shit your pants in that. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, and then we had the, uh, what was this, the... Two out of three falls match for the MSPH World Heavyweight Championship. Shawnee Razorface um, cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase to face off against the champ, the Marshmallow Man. And Shawnee Razorface whipped his ass and became the champ and stole the belt from the Marshmallow Man. Um, and then we had the uh, 30-man Puminati Royal Rumble, which uh, the winner was a member of the Puminati, psychological. Help. So shout out to you. Um, and then I think this was a, an MSPH first, MSPH wrestling first, right? The 20 man goofy character Royal Rumble. Yes. And yep. the, the dub out of all 20 goofy characters went to Oh Shido Sauce. So shout Kwame out. Kwame was ecstatic. Shout out to Kwame. Um, let that be a reminder. You can go to oshido.com and yep. use get, bonus code Puminati. And get yourself a delicious jar of the wonderful Oshido sauce and get yourself tapped out by the heat and the tastiness. Well said. It's goddamn delicious. There's four different flavors right now. Chicken, fish, vegetarian, and beef. Personally, I like the beef. And surprisingly, the vegetarian would probably be my second favorite. I will say... Uh, the chicken is probably the spiciest. So if that's your your, your thing, uh, uh, hit the chicken up more. But all four are goddamn delicious. Chicken gives me boners. I love the chicken one. Really? Do you think it's the spiciest? Because you're not really that into spicy food. So I'm not, and it's it's weird. Well, well, I just I like spicy food. I can just sometimes be a bit of a bitch, but um. The, the heat level of Oshido is pretty high, but I built up a tolerance and then was able to handle it pretty easily. Carl still does the, like, Lama's noises when she, when she eats it. She's still like... I feel like Carl would be less of a bitch about the heat than you, but... I know. It's a shocking turn of events. Yeah. I feel like Asians are... Low-key, really good with spicy food. Yeah. Uh, Shuddy, I need to uh, record permission. Oh, yes. Yes, you do. You just did a 21-minute Easter egg. Recording in progress. Got right. it. 
Yeah, you guys ready? Yeah, let's get on to the, the main show. From Los Angeles, California, with the Mad Scientist Party Hour. 